Today on the show, I'm happy to have Quinn and Kruger. He's the founder of ProAbility AI. They offer actionable insights for leaders to build high-performing teams. So Quinn, when you were back pursuing your MBA, what was it that changed the direction of your career? Yeah, thanks for having me, Chad. Great question. I was an executive MBA student at Kellogg, part of Northwestern University. And I had the opportunity to meet someone from another cohort who was the assistant general manager of the Green Bay Hackers. And they came up to me one day and my business partner and said, hey, we've got this problem with, we seem to be signing players. Some of them are getting injured and we just really like to avoid this. And we said, great, what kind of data do you have? And I said, why don't you come to Lambeau and meet the executive team and have a conversation? So here I am two weeks later down at Lambeau Field in the middle of winter talking to all the managers and they have all these awesome ideas on problems that they wanted to solve. The main one being, we want to be able to sign the right players for our team. Up until this point, if you're familiar with pro sports, most AI and data science is focused on what happened today. Like a guy got injured. What team are we playing today? What can we do on the next play? Not how do we build a more effective team? So that kind of had a light bulb moment for me. And we told Green Bay, saying, hey, if you have some really interesting data, we'd love to look at it. So I went away for about six months, trying to study data, came back and had all sorts of new insights, not only about injury prediction for next season, but also over players' careers, which then turned in to an entire platform on how you could optimize salary and contracts for players. Pro sports, you've often heard, is a game of inches. But in this case, if a team can underspend another team by even 1% of the salary cap, that money is life-changing for a franchise potentially at the trade deadline. And that was the genesis of the idea about two years ago that launched Probability AI. So now it's more focused actually on the, the salary part of the equation. Yeah, at the end of it, when you think about data science and it's like raw as four, you talk about, you want to make a prediction, which there's plenty of data scientists out there making predictions about everything. But then you want to know, what do you do with that prediction? And that to us was really the crux of this business is nobody had figured out the so what? Okay, I know a guy's going to get injured, or I know a player may have an off year. Uh, what do you do with that information? So for us, it was really figuring out how do you educate the consumer? How do you package that information in such a way where they could use it for roster building? So to give you an idea, imagine you're a fan of your favorite sports team. Could be football, could be soccer, Premier League, you name it. And they're going to sign your favorite star for five years. Wouldn't you want to know, like, how many quality games you should expect to get from that player in five years? And if they get injured, or what is their chance of getting injured? And if they do get injured along the way, how's that going to impact the outcome? Uh, how's that going to impact their teammates? And what was really unique about Probility AI that's different than most data scientists and most data scientists out there in the market right now is we do everything public source. So AI and technology is at a point in time where a casual sports fan uh, that has deep AI knowledge and a lot of data science knowledge, you can know just as much or more than the pro sports teams. Now, you might stop me for a second there, Chad, and say, that sounds crazy. These are multi-million dollar organizations. They have the best of the best. In a lot of instances, they do. They have the best managers. They have the best coaches. They have the best players. But teams right now are in an arms race across all professional sports leagues, including things like F1 racing, where they are trying to assemble the best data scientists. And where we have found a niche is data scientists cost a lot of money, very expensive. And these are things that teams are not used to having to spend money on. They're used to spending money on scouts, training staff, recovery. And now we're at a point with probability where we believe we can democratize AI or professional sports for roster. 
And that is what's different about our business. That's, that's, My mind actually went right to the sports gamblers. They're probably going to love this. You, you want to be the first person either happy about going to Vegas or, hey, I've got this fantasy team. I really need to win this year. So that, that thought has crossed our mind. But I will tell you and your listeners that if you are engaged in pro sports with professional teams, you are subject to the league rules, which forbids any kind of sports game. Fantasy's okay, but betting in Vegas is off the table for us. I can see this where, well, is the idea then they're trying to build teams that can adapt to these situations and using your tools can help them? Yeah, to an extent, like here, let me give you a perfect use case. I'm a big hockey fan. I follow the NHL religiously and free agency started July 1st. So all your favorite players and all these teams are now fighting for, I want this player. I want that player. What's really cool about our platform and AI, what we're able to do is I can put players on different teams with different line mates. And then I can see, did that player's future get better or did it get worse? And then conversely, did that team as a whole get better or worse? And from a macro point of view, something I'm working on right now for the sports fan, did the league get better? Is the league going to be healthier next year in the NHL? Are you going to be able to see your favorite stars more often than not? That's probably one of the most disappointing things about pro sports is if you go to a game and your favorite player isn't playing. In a, in a weird way, this is also a way just to judge the health of the sport. We've gotten a lot of interest from the PAs, from both NFL and NHL because of this. In fact, going forward, I really envision an AI future if a team is using our platform to come up with the optimal roster, who should be playing for them, what they should be paid, that imagine if you're like a second string lineman in the NFL and your average career length is less than three years. I can use AI to switch you maybe from a, a guard position to a tackle position. And I can extend your career by a year. That's great for the team. It's great for you because that could be life-changing money. So I see a future where AI is being used by players, player agents, general managers, and owners. And now we're assembling super teams that make sense. What about seeing if teammates will work well together with AI? Is that something on the roadmap? It is so on the roadmap. My business partner, uh, Toby Velti, is, is looking into this area. It's called graph theory, but it gets into the idea of, could I put players with different combinations of players and look at all the performance stats? There's a piece of cognitive here, which I'm sure you can appreciate and say, can I project out what a line may do if they're swapped out with a different line? And to an extent right now in our platform, I not only track individual performance, be it football or hockey, but I track what's also happening on the field or on the ice when you're on the ice or on the field. So there's a team element to it, and you can do a lot of really interesting forecasting modeling. In fact, one of the more popular features at our platform is injury-prone players. Somebody will say, this guy has a history of shoulder injuries. What if they get one more severe shoulder injury? What does that do to their future? Do we have to sign this player into the RFA? Do we keep them or not? And you can actually model that out and say, let me give this guy an ankle injury. Let me give this person a shoulder injury. And the results are very surprising. You would think things like giving a player a severe injury would hamper them in their career. Turns out that's not a driving, the biggest driving factor. It might be nagging injuries. It might be how many penalties they take. In fact, one of the more interesting observations I discovered in NFL football is something that every fan loves, which is watching players get tackled. Turns out from an AI perspective, the more players tackle, so my job as a defensive player to tackle people, that actually shaves time off my career. And the more I get tackled, or in the case of hockey, the more penalties that I draw me, players are hooking me, tripping me, my career gets short. So it really gets interesting in terms of the incentivization of players. So maybe in the future, NFL linemen 
And their jobs might not be to sack the quarterback because that shortens their career. It might be to create a big enough problem and distraction that the quarterback has to throw the ball or has to do something with it to end the play. So this will definitely also play into the, the day-to-day in the game as well. I hope not. That's my favorite part. Same here. I love the physicality. <laughs> so in addition to this, do you have another AI company? We do. When, back when I was in uh, grad school with my business partner, Toby Velti, originally when we were sitting around, he's got a really deep background, worked for Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, did everything. AI had some prior startups. My background is I was defense homeland security executive. I worked a lot of, I'll say black ops, three later agency tech projects. And we both said, what do we want to do with the back half of our career? Both had a very strong entrepreneurial spirit. And we said, we want to democratize AI. We just needed an industry. So I come from operations, manufacturing. So we poked around in that area and we had a classmate that had a fully vertically integrated cannabis company. So that spun off another business called Budscott, which we developed a robot, which is a means to an end to collect data. And we have some patents on being able to scan canopies of plants and vegetation and tell you if they're healthy or sick. And then be able to do things like count buds, count stems. And this has been very game-changing for growers. So that's really exciting space as well. Egg tech with AI. And then we have a third business that's in Southworld right now, where we're looking at brain scans for neurosurgery, where we can do simulated brains uh, via AI, as well as help neurosurgeons with how do they make the first incision? Where should they go? What's the path of least resistance to do minimal or hopefully no damage as they're doing surgery? So that's something else that we've been working on and uh, I will tell you, you might say as a startup or as an entrepreneur, how could you be involved with three companies? This is what the lawyers tell me. We had to break apart our main company into three companies. And then you can imagine given technology and interest in topics like data science, AI, we are able to staff up and hire uh, other C-suite executives and staff quite quickly to all of these ventures. How do you decide which to divide your time up between these? My time right now is where I'm needed most. So right now, like ProBility and BudScout are in different stages of fundraising. So ProBility has just opened up a fundraising round first time. BudScout is on its second round race. So we're progressing on that business with several paying customers, university relationships, patents. So typically, I, my day-to-day is helping out the executives in these companies with either what today's fire is or more strategic planning for what do we want to do this quarter? Uh, what do we want to achieve? But uh, I will say Elon Musk has been an inspiration to many of the, I'll say, entrepreneurs that uh, his ability to start multiple companies at once. I think there's a, another generation of entrepreneurs like myself that have really adopted that to say, you know what, I can do more. And I think uh, the investment community and the VC community is also starting to value that going, we want dynamic founders that have their hands in a lot of things because that's where I get most of my best ideas, is that cross-pollination uh, between companies. And then it's uh, being somewhat enhanced like Musk, where every three hours you're completely switched your mindset to a whole nother company. Yeah, it does keep you on your toes. And I do think there is a secret fountain of youth that having that ability. So I'm, I'm happy to be the test guinea pig on that. So Quentin, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you about Probility or any of the other ventures, how could they? Yeah, very easily. You can visit us if you're interested in sports and data science or just building a high-performing team for your organization. Visit us on the web at probability.ai. So that's P-R-O-B-A-L-I-B-I-T-Y. Looks like probability, but it's not spelled that way. It's probability. And if you're interested in egg tech or the emerging markets of cannabis, visit us at BudScout. 
Uh, Thank you, Quinnan, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.